0: Hello. Welcome back to, to Grasscast Next Class. This is episode two. We got a really great response to episode one, and that makes all of us over here to GrassCast Next Class headquarters very happy. So please keep telling us we're doing good. On this episode we have again my beautiful and talented friend Mike Fink. And we're gonna be talking about some of the themes. And some of the plot points from season three, episode one of Degrassi Next Class. So please enjoy Degrassi Cast Next Class, episode two, Degrassi Next Class, season three, episode one. You go past the center of the earth and then out the other side, and then you're just in space. You're just in a black nothingness that continues forever. And I'm sorry that you're there, but I'm here to listen, and I'm um, glad that we're talking about it. And that is what the Degrassi cast is all about. Absolutely. That's, that's the mission statement right there. Yeah. Apropos of what you just said, do you think that the writers of Degrassi have ever truly loved many? I certainly don't know how to write about it. Yeah. I, <laughs> there's very little evidence to suggest that they know, but put uh, the feeling. Yeah. I mean Well, welcome back, Mike Fink. All right, well, thank you for having me back. Uh it's an honor. I honor you and I honor this podcast and you know, I'm happy to be here. Back in the zoo. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's what my studio is called. Anyway, Degrasscast Next Class, Episode 2. We're going to be covering today's Season 3, Episode 1 of Degrassi Next Class. It's called Hashtag Break the Internet. But this episode, this episode has actually nothing to do with that with breaking the internet uh well there is the there is the plot line where like uh what's his name miles is told not to post any more depressing videos about tristan right i've been told the same thing about other topics topics. i feel like The end of season two involved a massive bus crash involving a bunch of Degrassi students on the way to the, the big volleyball match, which they won. Yeah. Well, they won the game and they lost the crash in a big way. Yeah. Um, So that was, that was bittersweet. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, it's, you know, last day of school. It's always like that. Um, there's always a big volleyball game on the last (laughs) day of school. (laughs) Always. Miles Hollingsworth, uh, Famed uh Degradation bisexual yes. uh, is grieving um, the coma of his of his boyfriend, former uh, student government president. Tristan Milligan. Tristan Milligan. Tristan Milligan. Yeah. Just saying his name makes me feel good. Everyone actually is fine from the bus crash. I think we see a couple of like casts here and there mm-hmm. uh, as we yeah. as we open on the first day of uh, the school year. My everyone's Matlin. fine. Yeah, Maya Matlin, two broken uh, wrists. Two broken wrists, which is sad because she's the rocker. We'll yeah. Hope she gets rocking later in the season. She's not gonna get signed to like Molson Records if she. Uh, <laughs> she's got two <laughs> broken <laughs> wrists. <laughs> yeah, she'll have to like settle for like. Uh, I don't know any like Canadian record labels. I she'll just be. Reference. She'll have to settle for selling CDs out of the trunk of her car in front of a Tim Hortons is what she'll have to settle for. <laughs> yeah. And eventually she'll like open for the new pornographers. And <laughs> That's actually a pretty good fit for her, I think. As I think they're they're a Canadian band, right? Or yeah, just some yeah no, a, I, I don't know if they're all Canadian. Now, Degrassi has covered a lot of different topics, but I wonder if this is actually the first time that they uh, are going to face down... Um, a refugee crisis. A refugee crisis. Um... Sort of like Islam versus the West versus like is that the versus <laughs> like I think there's just one line that's like, but the Syrians can't share a room with the gay straight like pride club because they don't like that well they stuff. were they were just they just said they're like they're probably a lot more conservative than uh, than you are they're from Syria and one of the people's right. like some of them are probably gay too and the girl's like, no, it's like all right. It's just you know yeah. when you when you like look at the show and like break down any of the like little when you take any like snippet of dialogue and look at it, it's just a stunt like if you just say it out loud like that it's like man that's weak that's just <laughs> yeah, it's weak that's sauce. That's just incredibly. Yeah. Incredibly is it possible weak. that like every Degrassi episode like they're just accidentally like reading from the production <laughs> schedule? <laughs> well, well, l- let's back up because I just want to make sure but that that, back that point is clear. So. It starts in like pretty much the first conflict that we're introduced to is Miles has been using like a Degrassi High School community page on Facebook to post mm. very graphic pictures of his severely injured and comatose boyfriend. And th- who among us yeah, has not? Who, who among us has not committed that uh, cardinal sin? But uh, so he gets blocked from the Facebook page because the pictures of his boyfriend are like disgusting and they're making people sad. And, yeah. and they're like, you know what? That's not what Degrassi's about. Which is, you know, just the opposite of the truth. Yeah. But go on. Yeah. So so that's what we're introduced to, like, originally. And obviously he he fights back against that, you know? He's not happy being told that, you know, he needs to shelter other students, like, from the truth. So in that sense, he's really, like, an anti-safe space crusader, you know? Right. He wants to give it to people straight and... You know, he doesn't want to sugarcoat it. Well, he's a romantic. Yes. He's a big time romantic. Cause he's so fucking rich. Like he, yeah, he can afford to be a romantic. Mm-hmm. So yeah. So that's, so yeah. And so they ban him because they're like, that's actually kind of, you know, it's getting insane. Cause <laughs> this, this the, it opens with him just being like, he's, he's f- finishes taking a video of him and Tristan. And then he's like, well, that's 50 posts. Like now I got to go somewhere else. <laughs> yeah. And then he's, like, taking a selfie video of him, like, painting his boyfriend's nails, like, yeah. in the... Which is, like, not acceptable on the high school's wall in any circumstance, really, I Yeah, like. It's just another failure of the show. It's like they need this character to be really emotional and be feeling this thing, but they never built up enough relationships that he can do anything other than post it on the fucking high school's wall yeah he doesn't have like somebody to like talk to at all because like none of these people are real yeah and he's they didn't bother to like write friends for him so Degrassi is sort of like they created this massive like sprawling open world like video game but they forgot to populate it with anything except for like npcs that are just like <laughs> continually talking to each other just bouncing off each other yeah <laughs> just like with pre-programmed like responses <laughs> Actually, maybe this show is written by, like, IBM Watson or something. You know, they just, like, shoved a bunch of old Degrassi episodes into, like, a supercomputer and we're like, go. It costs, like, it breaks down to, like, $4 billion an episode just to continue <laughs> it's this It's <shit>. really expensive. <laughs> but it is the future, and they know that. So. I mean, the technology is not quite there yet, but they were the first, and that that's everything in, in tech. So it, That's what I hear. Yeah, you got to be the first. Uh, so th- there's really like three storylines. You we talked about this briefly. Right. There's like three storylines in this in this episode, and probably my favorite to watch was uh, they're in a high school law class, and yeah. the teacher gets really frustrated because they're all like hung up on you know a drama a drama that's like uh, unfolding on uh, on their phones, and they're not paying attention to teach. And Teach is like, you know what? You won't pay attention to me. Let's try this, like, social media (laughs) drama, like, in a mock trial in class right now. And he says, Lola, what's what's her name? I just want to just, like, this guy's just like, you know what we're going to do? We're going to take this dispute between two old friends in high school and air it out in front of everybody. And we're going to do it like lawyers in a class called 10th grade law. like 10th grade law. (laughs) Anyway. Honestly. If I got hired to write for Degrassi, I would consider myself a success at that point. Like, that would be the pinnacle. That'd be pretty amazing. Maybe that's what I'm auditioning for. It could be. I want to be on, like, you know how they do, like, The Talking Dead and, like, Talk of Thrones or whatever after the episodes? Like, I want to be on, I do that for Degrassi on Netflix. It's just, like, at the end of every episode on Netflix, there's, like, me talking for a little bit. Oh, that's so good. You're definitely a Hardwick type. I've always thought of myself as a Bradley Cooper. Well, you look like Bradley Cooper, but you have uh, the conversational chops of Chris Hardwick. <laughs> oh, my God. Which is a really unfortunate oh combination. God. Yeah, what an asshole you just described to me. <laughs> What an unbelievable asshole. Can you imagine the things that Chris Hardwick says coming out of Bradley Cooper's mouth? Can you imagine the things that Chris Hardwick would say if he had Bradley Cooper's mouth? Yeah. <laughs> 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 uh, oh man, we'd be in for some trouble. <laughs> I like I vaguely remember someone telling me some story of like they were at some industry party at <laughs> that her friend shay is now dating her ex-boyfriend even though she gave express permission to shay to date her ex-boyfriend her ex-boyfriend is tiny right so lola is upset because everybody is like actively rooting for shay and tiny to you know make it Mm -hmm. you know yeah the because tiny and shay are really like hashtag relationship goals yeah they're so so, cute together Lola feels discarded. I mean, I think deep down she understands, definitely hottest girl on the show. Yeah. Um But so she posts a picture on her like Instagram of her like an old picture of her and Tiny. Right. Like looking cute and coupley. And Shay's like, That's not cool. And so she subtweets Lola and is like that face when your like former best (laughs) friend tries to steal your thunder and act like she's dating your boyfriend, even though she only used to date your boyfriend. <laughs> <laughs> and there's a series of subtweets back and forth. I don't none are very remarkable. But the tenth grade law teacher he gets fucking fed up and he says, We're gonna try this case right here, right now. This is the people versus Lola, whatever her last name is. Yeah. He knows it. So um, then they go to trial and they're in trial. They're they're trying each other for their subtweets or whatever. And yeah. it is insane that Lola posted that picture. That's that's fucking crazy. You can't do that. What's rude? Lola, that's come rude. on. Can't I can't that. believe that you know, and then she wants to act like she was like, Oh, I didn't do it. It's just a picture. Like it's just we're cute. It's like what are you talking about? Get get out of here. But do we think it's a net positive? Like, do we think most of the students in that class like were engaged and did they learn something about the judicial process? No. Yeah. <laughs> okay. That's I fair. I think you're I right. I don't think. I just wanted to ask the question. I think like when you have 10th graders pretend to be lawyers, like the only person. There's no benefit to that. Yeah. No, no one, one wins. Because you got no like 10th wins. graders pretending to be lawyers and they don't know what the fuck they're doing. They're just pretending. And then you got a bunch of people watching kids pretend to be lawyers that don't know what the fuck they're doing. They're just pretending. It's like, who? how are you? Yeah. So she says, you know, I I can't I can't be intolerant like of gay people because I am gay. Mm -hmm. And uh, her mom perceives that as like just like a brilliant power move to like, you know, control these unruly gays who are so upset. But her mom just doesn't want to face the reality that, you know, she has some really deep uh, issues with. Uh, self abuse. That's. Uh, uh, I mean, yeah. That's that's some high level like denial. Just being like, my daughter, she she's not gay. That she's just playing the grade ten politics game really well. <laughs> yeah, what the hell exactly. are you talking about? Yeah. But so she is gay, and and we and know, she's a that terrible you know Politician. She's a terrible politician. She is gay. You know she struggles with uh, a lot of like self harm ideation. Yeah. And I I believe that she has self-harms yes. but i i haven't seen the episodes in which that's occurred yeah she did there there was an incident where she like kind of burned herself and she's posting in, in uh posting pictures of it on hastygram or whatever they call it hastygram I think it's like something like that i'm not i think you're yeah, right it it's like hastygram like Tinder, and uh i don't know what facebook is they might just call it Facebook. Yeah, they got to be the honest. rights. I f- I feel like they, they got the yeah, rights. Somehow they got the rights to Facebook. Oh my god, yeah. That's yeah. The, the The budget for this show is actually in the high high billions. Uh, Lola and um Miles Miles Hollingsworth. Miles Hollingsworth. They come together mm-hmm. and they meet in the hall because they've both been banished from their classrooms for being for misbehaving and and being uh, too self righteous. Yeah. Um, and they sort of commiserate because they both feel uh, like they've been wrongfully silenced um, and no one cares. No one's listening. Um, can I can I can we just can we just get this? Can we lay out the facts here? Yeah. Lay them out. Right. So Lola here is upset because Shay, her friend Shay was mad because she had posted a picture of her with her ex-boyfriend on Hasty Chat or whatever. And so her friend was mad because she did something obviously petty and fucked up. Miles is upset because people don't want him talking about his boyfriend who's in a coma that he may never come out of. Yeah, It makes sense to me that Lola, because as we talked about, she's a pretty vapid character and she sort of doesn't have a lot of perspective. It makes sense that Mm -hmm. she would think that those were comparable because she just sees two sad people and is like, oh, that's the same thing. But to have, like, Mm -hmm. what the hell has Miles learned about he gives a speech in this where he's like, if you, have you ever loved someone that you just wish you could take all their pain away? Which is like, that's not even that crazy. Like, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and, But then it's like, he hasn't learned anything from this. He's just like, yeah, no, you're right. That is actually the same. Like, we're both, we're both oppressed. It's fucking, uh, it, it's just, man. Miles appears to be angry because he feels like he's being dismissed by his peers and his teachers, and he feels like his uh his grief is being dismissed by these people who are kind of writing off his relationship with Tristan as like nothing more than sort of like a high school Trist <gasps> if you will but um, oh, he's Tristan already right. you know, Maybe really he's a little angry at himself and a little disappointed and confused. I think in some ways maybe he feels trapped by the amount of intensity that he feels obligated to feel. When in reality, he's kind of just this cool, rich, bisexual guy who's you know, trying to explore what it's like to uh, feel things on sort of like an adult emotional spectrum. And um, it, you, I think that there's a lot of, there's a lot of uh, turmoil of turmoil inside of him and and i think he sees in lola somebody else who's just kind of trying to figure it out and maybe what they're connecting on is not necessarily shared grief but just like a shared feeling of uh, claustrophobia and just sort of like being trapped sometimes i feel that way yeah actually. yeah yeah, yeah. And, and i think that's what kind of like kind of tells me it's to like be like involved with this podcast like, as much as i as like to I shit like to on this show, show also think that there's something interesting about like we've talked about this whole time like the writers are obviously very concussed individuals and yeah. so and another thing that we keep going back to is like we just don't have faith that what happened is what they meant to have happen you know yeah <laughs> you never yeah. believe. so it's like that's kind of <laughs> interesting you know there's that, something more organic about that than like there's, right. there's something interesting about watching a show where it's just like this sort of randomness that comes from people who aren't able to make you feel what they want you to feel. It's just like, you're, you're out in the woods, you're in the <laughs> wild. Like, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. It like, uh, well, even if you know, like, cause I, when I watched the first couple episodes of this season, I had already seen the first two seasons all the way through and I was watching with right. my buddy Blair, and uh, imagine the, imagine front that of one. the show, and I was I watching the, the first episode. and God. God. I just knew every fucking thing was. that was gonna happen. Like once a character started saying something, I was like, "Oh, those two are gonna like wind up together." And like, well, you know, like, go there and like. So, it, but even when you get like into the internal logic, because you fucked up and watched too much grassy, like you still don't know why any of it's happening. <laughs> so <laughs> it's, it's just still it it retains a certain amount of uh uh of entertainment value <laughs> In that sense it really is like a creation myth and <coughs> well, I'm gonna pull up the scene right now okay Alright, I'll get there too I just it was just playing on my screen <coughs> a little bubble popped up on Netflix and said something wrong tell us it's like yeah can't stop fucking washing the grassy I'm about to be 26 years damn old yeah so she says uh I'm gay. I'm not bragging about it, but it's true. I've always been afraid to say it, but I'm not anymore. I want The Grassy to be a safe space for everyone. Welcome to The Grassy. That's that's the speech. That's the entire does speech. She, when she says I've always been afraid to say it, but I'm not anymore, does she mean she's not gay anymore? <laughs> 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 Twist for later. It's like it just <laughs> Yeah. Grace is like, wow, you're doing so good. Best semester ever. And Zoe's like, still can't find a girl to kiss me, though. And then, like, right as she says that, like, her friend Goldie is like, meet my friend Rasha. Yeah. The gay serious (laughs) refugee. They actually, in Uh, the Degrassi writers room, they have a code. They refer to all the characters. Instead of their names, they just have the number of, like, plot points that they're absolutely necessary for so (laughs) she's a six because she's like a gay Syrian refugee who's interested in Zoe and like lives with Goldie (laughs) and like is more of a moderate Muslim and they go into that later and like what it means to be a Muslim and uh yeah so she's a really high score and then somebody like tiny is like a one because he's just like kind of like relationship intrigue bait yeah he's mostly a haircut and like a pair of jeans a haircut and a heart to trample yeah sometimes I feel like that's what I am Except my hair is always a fucking Um, mess. That's certainly what we say about you when you're not (laughs) in the room. I've watched it too much. That's on me. You clearly don't like it. I mean, you you have no nostalgia for the season premiere episode, even though you know exactly what happens. I mean, you've seen every episode after this one like at least three or four times, and you have no nostalgia for like the establishment of all these things. It's just like you're like back at the start of this like roller coaster. You cannot get out of the harness, and you you're about to ride again but, uh, uh, because usually when you talk about the grassy yeah, I feel like everything you say kind of like belies the amount of like genuine affection towards the activity of watching the grassy sure love itself. watching the grass. Um that's the thing you know I don't, I don't really like the grassy but I do like watching um, yeah, I see the twinkle in your eyes once again <laughs> I don't, I, don't, I don't really I like don't the grassic, really the grassic, the grassic, the grassic, the grassic, the grassic, to grassic, grassic, the grassic, grassic,